Synagogue Church of Jesus Christ presents Revival with your host evangelist, Pastor Johnny O. Teaching and preaching God's holy word. Now let's learn God's holy word on Revival. I guess, I guess I guess I have to share with you my dreams. The Lord wants me to show you that I am a prophet. And I'm doing this in humility and with the fear of the Lord. But also with the obedience that he has called me to. And he wants me to do this. So I begin with a dream that I had on February 7, 2011. It was a very powerful dream. And this dream connects into the solemn September assembly that I had, which we'll call it part one now, and this will be part two. People are having dreams about the rapture. Just recently, this wonderful guy, a man of God, shared about all these connections and times and timelines and dates and Bible codes and everything. He just poured out his heart and he truly believed that the 25th of June that just passed was the rapture. It passed. No one knows the day nor the hour, but we know the season. And this is a very long season, you can tell. 2020 was very difficult. but. I believe that Dana Coverstone's dreams of September, October, November, and December was not for last year, they're for this year. As you go into part one, you hear how I explained it. Now I'm going to bring you into my dreams and I'm going to show you things that God showed me. And then it was three days ago and I guess I could give you a date if I look on it. Today is the 25th, so it was on the 20, 22nd, June 22nd, 2021, where in the kitchen, I was there, and God said, go read Psalms 33. We'll leave it there. Because the dream has a connection to Psalms 33, and we're going to read that. So from there, then we'll go into some other things that God wants me to explain to you to prepare us. I want to ask Synagogue Church of Jesus Christ members to get themselves ready. Kim also had a dream and uh, it was pretty, pretty intense about me because of the calling that God has called me to. And it's, it's going to be pretty intense for the church, for this ministry, for Synagogue Church of Jesus Christ, for everyone involved. But I believe as I was reading my dreams, we're going to go through spectacular times. And it's going to be to bring the harvest and ready them for the lamb, for the supper of the lamb. And this is important because the Bible talks about that. Because the people that he truly wanted to invite, they didn't want to come. They did not want to come. So he went to the byways and the highways. And guess who he used? He used Johnny O, he used Kim Lugo, he used Lucy, he used Joan, he used all these people, Leslie, he used Susie, he used Joe, he used DJ Lex, he used uh, Alex, he used all these people who were hungry for the word, who are devoted, whether it's, you know, intense out here or bad weather out here or war or racism or whatever climate even if it's a great climate they still hang in there with god because they know they trust they believe by faith this is the remnant this is how god wants you to be not a part-time christian that's a lukewarm christian he wants you to be devoted day in and day out and to be a part of our ministry if you're lukewarm you're not going to be a, you're not going to be a part of our ministry because we just we we dive into the word of god heavy 
and we study hard. And some of the stuff, you'll probably call it boring. I'm not interested. Oh, I got a tithe? I'm not interested. Oh, I'm not interested in, in dying to self. No, no, no. I want to enjoy sin. Well, if you're into that, guess what? You're not going to be a part of our ministry. Because our ministry is an in, a ministry that God mentioned. So I go here. I'm going to go to Matthew. Because he mentioned it in the Word of God. And I couldn't understand it until now. I just grasped that scripture. And I was like, wow, that's us. This is us. Go to Matthew. I'm going there now. Go to chapter 11. And let's go to verse 12. And it says, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. The word force in Greek is hypotso, to be caught up, to be plucked. So what it is basically saying is that we're going to have to stand firm. Just as hard as they're attacking us, we're going to have to attack back to them and pull God's children out. And how do we do it? With violence? The violence he's talking about is the Word of God. Convincing them. Showing them with signs and wonders. And also one of the most powerful elements of the Gospel. It's called love. L-O-V-E. And we do it. And we're going to win. So that's what I was called to be. A man of God. And the leader of this church, Synagogue Church of Jesus Christ. And God is moving like never before. And um, this is going to be spectacular. So let's go into the first part, which is going to be a dream that God gave me on February 7th, 2011. I'm going to read it to you, and then I'm going to explain it to you. And then we're going to go into Psalms 33, and then I'm going to explain it to you. And then I'm going to show you some more gold nuggets that God showed me. God bless you. Let's read this together. So this particular dream is on my wall. I have it in my studio and in the kitchen. It reads, I was in a doctor's office and I felt I knew this person like he was my friend. We were fixing his office up and I noticed he was very short, almost midget size. Not to offense, very short. Anyway, I remember having to go to a school, something about a school, and I had to be there. So I went outside, and as I went outside, I thought, where am I? So I walked to the corner sign, and I read it all the way to the top of the street. It said Titus. As I walked back down the street, I noticed that there was a brown delivery truck. It was like a panel truck, similar to the UPS trucks. And on the back was this black gentleman who was hanging. He was holding the truck with one arm and swinging and just looking at me. Then he mentioned to me, I'll see you uptown. And then I paused for a minute and I said to myself, then he said, Jubilee. Now I said, and I was thinking in my head, wait a minute, I don't do drugs because you know how these drugs have these funny names. So I said, I don't do drugs. Then he said to me, and it hit me between my eyes. As I was walking away, he turned and looked dead into my eyes and said, Psalm 33. That's when I stopped and I knew that he was an angel sent by God. By then I woke up and I jumped out of bed. As I jumped out of bed, I remember the word Titus. So I went to the book about the Bible and I looked up Titus. And that's a book in the Bible. And in that book, it tells me that God's going to prepare me for ministry. He's going to provide everything. The church, the people, the service, the everything, everything. The only thing he wants me to do is to be faithful to doctrine. If you go read it, it's about good doctrine and being faithful to God. So that's Titus. Then Jubilee, and I'll see you uptown. That's very clear. Now, he did mention Psalm 33. I read Psalm 33. And... As I finished reading Psalm 33, I was, I, I was like, wow, that's awesome. But I didn't understand it, except for Psalm 33.3. And Psalm 33.3, I'll read it to you right now. It reads, sing to him a new song, play skillfully with a shout of joy. 
That was Psalm 33.3. Because I'm a musician, so I understood that. So I figured maybe that's what God, the message he was sending me. But that wasn't the case. He didn't say Psalm 33.3. He said Psalm 33. All right. Let's back up a little bit because I got to explain this dream. Let's start from this top. I used to, I was once a part of a group called Solaz. Um, we were getting these songs from Sony. It was Spanish. It was, they were great songs, man. We were going to blow up. I'm telling you, we had a gimmick because these guys already had a gimmick with masks. So we had the gimmick. It was awesome. These guys already were famous in South America. So I was going to be the lead singer. Anyway, we were working with a gentleman that was a realtor broker, a friend of ours. Um, he happened to be short. Short. He wasn't massively short, but he was shorter than me. So that's, that fulfilled part of the dream, right? Then the dream talks about an all doctor's office. One day, we was in front of Guitar Center. And then my drummer friend, Albert, he tells him about the dream that I shared with him in 2011. The this, this same dream. So then Albert tells him, explain him the dream. So I explain the dream and tell him the dream, the, what you just heard. So then I ask him, you know, about, you know, the doctor's office. And uh, his office right now it was being used for realtor's office. He paused for a moment and he looked in my face and he said, well, I got to tell you something. I said, what's that? My office, when I first got it, it was a chiropractic office. It was a doctor's office. And I said, are you kidding me, Albert? He almost fell on his face. He was like, what? So we got excited because we thought we were that fulfillment of this dream. We wasn't. We broke up. So now the office part came true. Now, it goes into talking about a uh, office. It goes into a school. Now, I was getting into, I was going to be doing online college at the time. And I was getting ready for this online college. And that was fulfillment then, too. So I was like, okay, everything's coming together. So when I went up to Titus, that was just a message from God telling me that I'm going to make you a pastor. And I didn't, even, I didn't know I was going to be a prophet. I've been prophesying for God for many years, two decades, three decades. There's no doubt. Um, I think at one point I was abusive towards it. And he took the gift away from me. I, I will admit that. And then he brought it back to me about two decades ago and I started being very careful because I didn't want to be a showboat then um, it was December of 2020 during COVID that uh, he spoke to me in the bedroom and told me I'm making you my prophet now and I was like wow that's a huge office so I took it and I said thank you Lord God bless you I love you so now I am a prophet with the with the title and the gift so that was the Titus it's that fits into that now the brown panel truck the ups that's a message to me he was delivering me a message and the message was an angelic message because it was an angel in the back so he had an, an angel send me this message the message said i'll see you uptown so i'm moving on up that's basically to the side i guess i'm I just butchered that song but it's basically i'm going uptown God's going to be using me huge. Then he said, Jubilee. So I guess this is going to be massive for me, huge. There's going to be a lot of income, a lot of facilities, staff, a lot of things coming my way. I've been prophesied by two people. My manager, Saul, saw me with a white church, huge church. And, and he said that he was a part of it. Uh, he saw his guitar at the, one, on one of the walls. And then another gentleman and his wife, uh, prophesied over me at Bass Pro Shop, believe it or not. And they put their hands on me and they told me, I see a white temple behind you. It's huge. It's beautiful. It's this and that. And then recently, Lucy had uh, a dream just recently. Uh, my member, one of the members and leaders of our church, uh, that um, she saw a white siding building. And she saw this. And it was basically, she just saw the church. She saw what's coming our way. A beautiful building that God's going to give us. Uh, but I don't think it's symbolic. I really think it's going to be a real building that God's going to give us because I am so motivated to have uh, God's church, a physical church. So it'll be the hub of everything. 
So she saw that as well. So there you go from that point. He said, I see up time, Jubilee. But then he says Psalm 33. And when he got to the Psalm 33, that was a passage in the Bible I had to go read. I read it then. I'm going to play it now for you. And then we're going to go back and I'm going to explain Psalm 33 as he explained it to me. All right. So let's listen to Psalm 33 right now. And then I'll be right back. Psalm 33 Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, for praise from the upright is beautiful. Praise the Lord with a harp. Make melody to Him with an instrument of ten strings. Sing to Him a new song. Play skillfully with a shout of joy. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his work is done in truth. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea together as a heap. He lays up the deep in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of the peoples of no effect. The counsel of the Lord stands forever, the plans of his heart to all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he has chosen as his own inheritance. The Lord looks from heaven, he sees all the sons of men. From the place of his dwelling, he looks on all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashions their hearts individually. He considers all their works. No king is saved by the multitude of an army. A mighty man is not delivered by great strength. A horse is a vain hope for safety. Neither shall it deliver any by its great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his mercy, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. Let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us, just as we hope in you. That is absolutely a beautiful psalm. And if you hear it, you just, you know, it's beautiful. But it, what does it mean? Let me explain what it means. When I first got it, I was like, I didn't understand. I mean, it's just beautiful. And, you know, it talks about rejoice in the Lord. You righteous for praise from the upright is beautiful. Praise the Lord with harp. Make a melody to him with an instrument of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully with a shout of joy. That's verse 1, 2, and 3. So I'm excited about something. I want to sing to him. I want to praise him. Something just happened. Verse 4 and 5. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his work is done in truth. He loved righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. He did something. You know what that was? The dead in Christ rose. A supernatural act happened. Now everyone knows the goodness of the Lord. They know that all his work is done in truth now. And the word of the Lord is right. So everything that he wrote in the Bible now has been solidified to the world. Now the good understands that they were absolutely good when they gave their lives to Jesus Christ. And others that are lukewarm are like panicking. The sinners 
and the evil ones get more evil and the sinners become more sinful. That's the bottom line. You would think I was going to tell you, well, they would repent and come to God. Guess what? It doesn't happen that way. Some do, others don't. Then we continue reading verse 6 and 7. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, so he's justifying himself, and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea together as a heap. He lays up the depth in storehouses. That's the rapture of the dead. Some people want to say it's both the dead and us. You know what? I'm not going to argue that argument. I would like to go home too. I don't believe that's going to happen to us. I believe the dead in Christ will rise first and then we who are alive remain, preach the gospel, get the harvest right, and then he takes us home by fire, according to the Bible. Because remember, he when he walked with Moses and took Israel out of Egypt, he did it with fire. So that's symbolic. So I want to believe that we're all going to go home at the same time and praise the living God. That's a pre-rapture uh, theology, but I don't believe that. I think that the church will be here. We will meet the Antichrist, not his angry side right away. He'll come in as a lovable, huggable, magic uh, trick guy, you know, doing all these magic tricks and uh, helping the people. That's how he's going to win the souls over and He's going to have his spaceships and everything that's going to, he's going to, you know, walk on water. Like I mentioned, you could read that in the Apocalypse of Elijah. Apocalypse of Elijah. Go there. So um, the church is here. And then when the church is fully raptured, is when he reveals himself as the monster that he is. So that's scripture. And it also solidifies the 66 books, which encompasses 27 other books that are found in the Bible. So. Uh, the Bible is just not 66. Don't get so gullible about that. And remember, the Catholic Church, when they first started the Codex and preparing uh, to get the King James Version Bible together, they uh, they did not allow many of the scriptures uh, that should have been there. The Joshua was a gigantic book, um, and uh, Enoch, uh, so many other books. I mean, the Apocalypse of uh, Nicodemus, uh, the Gospel of Peter, the Gospel of Paul, I mean, I could go on and on and on. I've read them all. It's amazing. And God is just moving like never before. So, Psalm 33, let's continue. So, and then you read from verse 8, Let all the earth fear the Lord. Now we see what just occurred. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. Um, I'm going to be playing some uh, visions and dreams by Dana and by another gentleman that was uh, uh, received uh, a vision from the end times during the time that Dana had his for September. And you're going to see that his dream too wasn't for last year. It's for this year. So everything is just culminating for this year. So it's going to be really bad. Let's continue with Psalms 33. Verse 10. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of the people of no effect. So here, the makes the plans of the people of no effect. He's talking to the elites, to the oligarchies of the world, the uh, Khazarian Jews, the fake Jews. These guys, the, the 13 families that are controlling the world today, guess what? You're in trouble. God's coming. So your plans are going to fail. And your times of eating the children, uh, dissecting the children, extracting some kind of uh, adrenaline or whatever you, whatever you want, adrenal, whatever, you, it's over. Your days are numbered. You're going to meet the Lord. You better put a millstone in your, in your neck and throw yourself in the farthest, deepest sea because God's going to get you. And it's over for you. That's it. And the disbursement of the prosperity is coming and it's coming my way. And uh, God give me wisdom with that so that I can... Uh, distribute and do the right things for the kingdom as well as for my family and uh, just prepare for the future uh, as a whole in Jesus name. So verse 10 and then 11 says the counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. The people he has chosen as his own inheritance. There you go again. Now we're starting the harvest. We're starting to preach. We're starting to do the manifestations of the power of God, raising the dead, blind seeing, the lame leaping. A uh, person that's missing an arm is growing an arm. A person that's missing a leg is growing a leg. Uh, I've always believed that. I mean, sometimes I look back and I remember seeing a guy that had no leg and he, 
he almost cursed God, and, but he was in the choir. And when he wanted me to pray for his leg, and I saw he had no bottom, bottom half, he didn't have his calf, he didn't have his foot. I, want, I, I, I believed that I couldn't make it come back. I really did. But I never got that opportunity. But this time I will. And I promise the Lord, I will be that prophet that he's called me to be. And the rest of it, if you continue reading, Blessed the nations who God is the Lord, the people he has chosen as his own inheritance, verse 12. Verse 13, the Lord looks from heaven and sees all the sons of men. From the place of his dwelling he looks, all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashions their hearts individually. He considers all their works. No king is saved by the multitude of an army. A mighty man is not delivered by great strength. A horse is a vain hope for safety. Neither shall it deliver any by its great strength. And it just continues to tell everybody that stop leaning on your own desires, your own way. It's going, you're going to fail. Don't, don't, don't think that your mind is capable of doing anything because Jeremiah says that uh, our mind is wicked, full of, uh, of uh, perverse things and confusions. And how can it, you know, how can it conduct itself? You know, I'm just paraphrasing there. But basically, God is just saying that. Trust Him. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your path. You got to be baptized in Him. You got to die to self. You got to pick up your cross, ladies and gentlemen. You got to do this because we're in the final days. And I believe that when Trump makes the move and the military makes the move within these next few months, um, I think that it's going to shock the world. And we're going to listen to some visions, like, like I mentioned, that's going to blow you away. Let me continue this and finish it off. Psalms 33, so you can see that now I understand what, what God was saying. When he told me, go read Psalm 33 just on the 22nd of this month of June 2011, uh, 2021. Excuse me. He was saying, guess what? You're going to be here and you're going to be used mightily. And, and the church, your church, my church, Synagogue Church of Jesus Christ, he says the Lord, because it's the Lord's church, he says they're gonna be used mightily and you're gonna be you're gonna be evangelizing and sharing the gospel and you're not going nowhere. And they're gonna there's gonna be so many people with the pre-rapture crying and saying, We got left behind and I'm telling you right now, join Synagogue Church of Jesus Christ and listen to me. You didn't get left behind. You are highly favored and God's gonna use you. So wipe your tears. Uh, and get yourself ready because it's time. The harvest is here. It's time to plow. It's time to, to reap. It's time to sow. It's time to water. It's all these good things. We got to get ready. Get this harvest ready because God's going to start bundling the wheat up into the barns. And he's going to bundle up that chaff and get it ready for the fire. And I don't want to see anybody enter the fire. But you know what? That's your choice. So um, it's going to be amazing. And the rest of it continues by saying, Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him. Of course, that's a reverence. And you got to understand, you got to fear the Lord. On those who hope in his mercy to deliver their souls from death. There you go. Deliver their souls from death. How is that? You know we always die. No, we're going to be raptured. We're out of here, ladies and gentlemen. And to keep them alive in famine. That means that there's going to be devastating times. And remember... In my dream that I had with the FedEx uh, towards the end when I was seeing all these rooms in an angle, 45 degree angle, when I went down to one of the rooms on the bottom and I looked out, it was gloomy, cloudy, thunder lightning, tsunami waves and everything. It was a disaster out there, people. And you're going to hear also in these visions that are coming, and I'm going to play Dana Coverstone's visions as well. I'll recap it. you got to recap it. And you're going to hear him say it. And he's going to say it's going to be a disaster out there. They, they, they're going to still do their rituals and their witchcraft and everything. You're going to hear it. And you're going to even hear the foundations of America fall into the abyss. It's, it's over. America's done. So you're, if you're not a part of the church, you're going to be a part of the Antichrist system. That's it. It's either left or right. It's either black or white. It's either up or down. There's no in between this time. That's it. So you're, if you're not a part of being burning hot for God or cold for God and if you end up lukewarm you better go read Matthew chapter 25 quickly because if you don't have that oil that life of 
struggle, of victory, of a commitment, of faith in Jesus Christ, then you're going to need that oil. You're going to have to go buy it from God, Revelations chapter 3, verse 14 and beyond. And he tells you, I have it and I'll sell it to you. It's a, it's a, it's refined fire, gold refined by fire. That means that you have to go through these trials and you can't do it. During the tribulation, you can't come to God. But you're just going to have to die for God. And some of you will make it through all the way. So I'm going to give you that encouragement. This is going to be an end time podcast for you. Be strong towards the very end. Let me finish this. Psalms 33, verse 20. Our souls wait for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart shall rejoice in Him because we have trusted in His holy name. Let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us just as we hope in you. Psalms 33. Now I understand it. I'm going to be here rejoicing and praising his name. And it's going to be difficult, but we're going to we're going to make it. And we're going to get the harvest ready. And we're going to spread the gospel. And we're going to just, you know, the violent take it by force. We're going to just do what God commands us to do and be focused on his word, his love. And we're going to penetrate the enemy's camp and take back what the enemy stole from us in Jesus name. Let me play you this part. Well, I'm gonna, I guess I'm gonna play off on two parts. Um, Charles, this one pastor, Bishop Charles, I'm gonna play him, play you his vision, and then I'm gonna play it off Dana Coverstone's vision, so you can see what's coming in September. If this is truly what's gonna happen in September, then this is gonna happen. Let me play you uh, Bishop Charles first, and then at the same time I might break in and show you Dana's, and then we're gonna. Uh, show you, I'm going to speak to you about another dream that God gave me that uh, it's going to probably blow you away. Let's do this. This is the vision by uh, Bishop Charles. I had the dream on Monday night, June 30th is when I had the dream. That day I didn't feel okay and uh, I stayed up. I had a few things to do, things to catch up on some of my studies. And I decided I'm just going to go to bed. And I, in the back of my mind, I said in my heart, I, I wonder if God's gonna deal with me in a dream because I, I can feel his presence and I can feel an alarming, alarming presence from the Lord that I always feel when something is going to go wrong, something's gonna happen, something deep, something disturbing is gonna happen. And so I went to sleep. I went to sleep about 11 o'clock and I had the dream. And I wanna tell everybody about this dream because I, I want you to know what I saw. I'm deeply disturbed. And, and let me say something to you too. I had a dream when President Trump was elected. God gave me a vision about the hostility, something coming forthcoming in America, and lo and behold, when he was elected, the hostility happened, the whole nine. But here, here's the dream, and I just wanna uh, discuss this dream with you. Uh, in the dream, it, it was a dream dealing with America, and I saw three pastors. I don't know these pastors. I, I could not identify them. I cannot even tell you what their nationality was. But one thing was clear is these pastors knew each other. They were connected, but they weren't talking to each other. Each pastor, strangely, was sitting in a chair. The chair looked very royal. It was a royal looking seat, as if a king would be sitting in a type of chair like this. And all three of these pastors were separated from each other uh, and they were high up, I'm going to say probably close to 15 feet above a normal stature of a man that would maybe 5'8", 5'9", 6 feet, or what have you. And they were sitting very quiet, not moving. So these passes so far are in the sky. They're, le they're levitating. They're right in the sky. And this is a sign for the world to see them, see the church at this time. At this moment it's very prophetic something just happened it's supernatural now listen to this from Dana almost as if they were like on a pallet just lifted into the air and when the clock hit 12 the floor seemingly fell through and vanished but the people remained standing on what appeared to be air their hands were still raised and their eyes were now straight up in the air and the name being shouted literally shouted was Jesus the floor, the floor falling below the people now appeared. The, the, I'm sorry. The floor falling below the people now appeared to be a map of the United States, and it was billowing and flowing and rippling, almost like a like a flag, but falling nonetheless in the darkness below. So Dana just said that the floor disappeared, and that the saints 
stood there with their hands up screaming Jesus and they started levitating. The uh, Bishop Charles says that these guys were already levitating 15 feet in the sky. You see the, how these, these dreams are coming together, these visions? Let's continue with uh, Bishop Charles. And they each in their right hand had a torch and each of the torches had fire just extending from this. In the dream, I was there and I was sitting behind, if you can understand, if you're facing uh, this, these three pastors that were sitting, they were elevated. They were not sitting on any floor. There was no floor. They were elevated as if to say in the air and beneath them were masses of people. These pastors were not gigantic, but they, they were normal looking like human beings that were elevated. Their chairs were sitting on pure air. Four, four legs on each chair and beneath them I saw massive amounts of people and it was it was dark and I can hear noises of, of just people moving and clearly I understood in the dream that there was pandemonium, there was panic, there was turmoil, there was chaos and the people were yelling at each other, people were arguing with each other, people were calling each other names and it, it just got so violent and I leaned behind well, the, the three seated pastors and I said in my heart, why aren't these pastors saying anything? They were completely still, looking straight ahead, not looking down at the people, looking straight ahead, holding these torches that were just flashing fire from each of the torches. And I had the understanding that the, these three were connected and they were strategically sitting in three separate areas of the United States, all, all and they, their chairs were just barely high, probably about 15 feet in air or so. I, I don't know that I understand what I saw, but all of a sudden, when I kept saying in my heart, these, these pastors, I don't understand why they're not saying anything to the people, there's chaos down there. And because they didn't, I said in my heart, I need to go get my wife, I need to make sure my wife is okay. And right when I made that decision, I heard people robbing each other. They were breaking into each other's homes. People were trying to steal things from cars on the street. Let me pause here. Let me show you something from Dana. After the church building, uh, the floor of the foundation goes away, which it means for me, means the laws and the constitution and just everything that the church was held strong to is gone now. It's just the church and God now and the Bible. Um, Dana talks about the outside world. Let me play that part for you right now. Now, outside the building where the tests were being taken, I saw groups of women standing in circles, chanting and screaming and cutting themselves to draw blood and then dropping the blood on a map of the United States. They were seeking its destruction and stood against the principles of righteousness as they were burning crosses and Bibles and they chanted, We need no God but self. And as they chanted this, they began to dance and wild, wildly and then started stumbling as the earth began shaking below them. They did not run or fear, but began screaming even louder and cursed God with even more vigor and frenzy. It seemed the classroom and the outside event was happening at the same time because as they wildly moved around and cursed, I could hear the sound of the clock dinging at certain times. The closer to noon it got, the faster they moved, and when it hit noon, the map and the earth they were standing on and bleeding over fell onto the earth, into the earth, and every one of the people standing on it was drawn into the earth as well, almost like a giant vortex that became a bottomless hole. So these two dreams are absolutely identical. It's crazy. Let's listen to Bishop Charles. You, Dana shows you the the final event that these they, these people just get consumed and they fall into the abyss of the earth, and they're cutting themselves. Bishop Charles shows you more like the reality of what's going to happen. These people are breaking into each other. They're shooting each other. They're killing each other. They're robbing each other. Listen to this. It's, it's, it's a nightmare. People were stealing food. People were, were absolutely trying to take things from each other, and they were doing it by force and willing to die for it. And all of a sudden, I looked at it, and I said, what is going on? I grabbed my hand, and I said, what is going on? And all of a sudden, above me, I heard a loud voice say, bloodshed. And as soon as I heard that voice, immediately people were shooting each other. They, they were carrying guns in the street. There was no police anywhere to police this issue or to bring order. It was complete 
chaos of what was going on. I, and I did not understand this. And, and it just freaked me out so bad. And all of a sudden, my eyes popped open from sleep. And when my eyes popped open, I was so disturbed with, with, with what I saw. And I said, Lord, what is this? And immediately I started praying. And, it, and I looked at the clock. It was 3 a.m. in the morning. I knew that my wife had to get up early. And so I thought, I'll just wait to help her so she can get situated when she gets up early and, and um, just try to reason what I had just seen. And somehow, some way, in the midst of my disturbance, I fell asleep again. When I fell asleep again, I saw the same three pastors. This time they were bigger and they were higher. As I looked down, I saw the hole getting even deeper. And as I looked above, I could see the people in the classroom standing on the air with their hands lifted in praise. And then the man approached me in the middle and he had a lightning bolt in his right hand. It was a dazzling source of light. It was hard to see it because it was flashing and blazing like fire in his hands. And he said, the violent take it by force and violent in their faith. The church must be to withstand the winds and the fight that is being brought against her. But I stand with you. I'm watching the clock and listening to my father's command. And that was the dream as I saw it over those several days. I saw the people, it was dark, there were no lights. People were trying to find lights and there was no lights to find anything. And because of the darkness, the incapability to get any lighted areas, pandemonium broke out, hysteria broke out. I saw people arguing in parking lots, shooting each other. I saw people in, in neighborhoods standing out in front of their houses, shooting each other. It was crazy what I saw with this. I, I was so disturbed. And I looked up and I said, God, please help us. Please help this chaos that is going on. And all of a sudden, I saw China and Russia coming into the United States of America. I, I don't know that I understand it, but they, they were military. They were uh, uh, soldiers. And they were coming in to maintain the peace. I don't, I don't know where the U.S. military was or anything like this, but they were coming in and what they were doing was putting people in concentration camps. They were arresting people. Chinese soldiers and Russian soldiers were arresting people and they were taking guns from everybody. I, I grabbed my face and I said, what? I said, what are Chinese soldiers and Russian soldiers doing in America? And as soon as I asked that question in the dream, immediately I heard the Lord shout and he said, September, October, November. He said, warn the people. And I woke up. And I'm warning you. His vision, Dana's dreams are for this year. And I'm warning you. I'm telling you right now, from the dream that I had in 2011, from Psalm 33, from everything that God's given me, I'm warning you, ladies and gentlemen, you need to get right with Jesus Christ right now and refine your life through the gold, which is your life and the ministry that God's going to give you and be baptized in Jesus Christ right away, confessing him as your Lord and Savior and dying to self. Because guess what? September, October, November and December is here. It's a right around the corner. I want to play this other dream that I played last week. I need you to pay attention to what he's talking, Dana. And then we're going to probably finish off with Psalms 118. And then I got, if I have enough time, I'll share a revelation. All right, let's listen to this vision from Dana. I'm calling the second one the watchman and the fire wind. The dream started with me in the classroom of the previous dream, and I was sitting at a desk, furiously finishing the test in front of me. It felt like even in the dream, my hand was aching from writing so much. Then I saw the floor was transparent, and I saw many men, as many as a hundred men, standing in a circle, and they were facing out. The men were all dressed casually, and they had Bibles in their hands, and they were preaching furiously. And I immediately, even in the dream, began to think about and reflect on the wolf's dream uh, with the red eyes that I had uh, almost a year ago. Um, 
And behind each man was a woman that appeared to be bracing them with their hands. They were standing behind the men with their hands on their shoulders and bracing them. And while the men preached, these ladies were calling out to God in what could only be defined as a wailing cry. They were they were on it. They were praying. They were they were they were just approaching the throne, uh, a wailing cry. It was absolutely there was absolute intensity in this arena, and the passion was extremely high, as both men and women were literally shaking as they did what they were doing. On the outside of what appeared to be a circle boundary around the preachers was a massive crowd of people who were screaming at those in the circle. I heard the same sound of the clock uh, striking and looked to see the man walking through the room with a fevered pace. The words of the preachers were now coming out of their mouths like fire that caught the wind and began to fly over the massive crowd. It was almost like tongues of fire flying out of their mouths. Uh, it, it, it lit in the hair of some, and others would beat that fire out. Some sought out the fire and were consumed by it. Once consumed, they would begin to share the same message the preachers were sharing, with the same kind of fire coming out of their mouths. And the majority of the crowd ran from it, while several were accepting it, and the great crowd began to assault and spit upon anybody declaring the gospel. They were being pummeled with fists and with sticks, but the preaching continued, and with even more fervor. It was almost like they were being pushed on, in their energy. The eyes of the crowd now turned red and the people began to howl. I heard the classroom test monitor say, one minute remains, please finish the task to the best of your abilities. I then heard the praise in that room get louder and the preachers on the ground in the stream began to lift their hands and loudly, almost yelling, loudly declare that Jesus Christ is Lord and Christ is King. And this caused the redness in the eyes of the haters of the message to begin to flash. The eyes began to flash and they rushed the ones in the circle. And at that moment, there was this great gust of wind that furled fire over the entire crowd, knocking them to the ground and causing them to cover their eyes. And the wind that I felt in this dream was almost like the wind that the, the, when the shofars blew in the September Psalm Assembly prayer dream that I had. It was almost like I could feel the wind in the dream. And uh, at the, so that great gust of wind, the furled fire, knocked the entire crowd to the ground. They covered their eyes, and the test monitor now walked among them, and he declared, You have rejected my word. And he said it just like this. i got, I got to do it so you hear it. You have rejected my word and my admonitions. And he held that, almost like a Z. You have rejected my word and my admonitions. And he held that S to the point that it sounded a little like a, bzzz, like, a, like a buzz. You have rejected my word and my admonitions to your own demise. Yet even now, if you will turn to me, I will accept you. And then he turned to the preachers who were covered in sweat and appeared weakened and beaten. And he said, well done. You finished the test well. The winds of opposition are here and will get stronger, but remain braced and firm in your message. Do not compromise it, for they will perish. Do not compromise it, for they will perish if you do, and the last thing he said was be instant now more than ever. And I woke up to spend quite a bit, about several hours, just pacing my floor and thanking God for what he'd shown me. And as I was having this, the calendar was up, a white figure appeared. And it, 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 to me, it was, it was a rep representing God, the Holy Spirit, something pure, something righteous, something true, something holy, because there was nothing... Um, Nothing sinister about it, nothing evil. But I heard the voice say, part two, part two. And I saw June go up. I saw July, I saw August, and then I saw September. And I saw the finger underneath the word September, and like, like emphasizing it, and tapped it three times. And then I saw October come up, and then I saw November. And this is when it got real to me in the dream. I think the intensity, uh, according to my Fitbit, when I woke up, my heart rate was about 180. So that was Monday night. It was also night that I woke up not feeling very well at all. I was up during the night, not feeling well. But anyway, the minute the finger underlined November three times, instead of tapping it, I saw a fist ball up and it hit the calendar. And literally, the calendar exploded into the wall. The numbers seemed like they were 3D and they were falling, they were just flying everywhere. And there was a cloud of chaos that started. And then the next thing I saw was I saw, I saw armed protesters. I saw fighting in the streets. I saw people pummeling one another. I saw businesses shuttered and shut up. I saw, I saw schools close. 
I saw schoolrooms with cobwebs hanging in them and like things like papers falling off the wall and posters felt like no one had been in them for months. I saw banks, bank buildings with the roofs being taken off. It looked almost like alien abduction because money was just flying through the roof into some type of like a vacuum cleaner. That sounds kind of strange, but I was watching wealth just being taken. I saw politicians in back rooms uh, making deals with people, pat, you know, patting people on the back and, and laughing and smiling and smirking. And I saw monuments. I saw, I saw Washington, D.C. burning. I saw Washington, D.C. blazing. I saw fires everywhere. I saw people being rounded up. I saw Chinese and Russian soldiers on the ground. And Russian soldiers were telling the Chinese soldiers to go and pick up these people, round up these people, secure this quadrant, secure this area. I saw blue helmets of the UN. I saw military things taking place. I also saw no sign of President Trump. I saw no sign of leadership in Washington, D.C. But the vultures that I had seen were now like gargoyles, and they were 10 feet off the ground, 10 to 15 feet off the ground. And they were just attacking people mercilessly. I saw people hiding in their homes and garages. I saw churches being burned. I saw homes being burned. I saw absolute chaos. And the fist punch on the November of 2020. Which we know now it's not November 2020. It's November 2021. Is what got my attention. And then I heard the words again. Brace yourself. Brace yourself. Brace yourself. I think it's clear that God is speaking to us all. And he's sending a message. And telling us to need. We need to be ready for what's coming. Could there be the dead in Christ rising in September? I don't date set. I don't know. We don't know the year. God doesn't give me the year. Um, with Dana, when he used the, the year uh, 2020, I believe he just added that. And Of course, I didn't speak to him about it, but I believe in my spirit he just added that. Because I just believe that he, he said the fist punched the, the, the month of November. It didn't say November 2020. It just said November. So he added that 2020. I believe it's 2021. And we're going to find out. And we're going to go through the supernatural altogether. Um, I do want to share this really quickly. And it's kind of controversial. But there was a building that fell in Surfside in Florida. And uh, I had a dream about it. And I'm going to share that really quick uh, because I think it's extremely important that everybody knows that I am a prophet. In January uh, 2021 of this year, I had this dream. I was in a condo and some white gentleman with red hair or blonde, dirty blonde hair with a mustache, he was hanging outside my window. Not sure why he was there. It was strange because he was literally holding on for dear life. Suddenly he tried to adjust himself because he was hanging onto a board outside my, build, my window. It was a life and death situation. He moved to the right. Then all of a sudden the board that he was holding onto, which was attached to the wall, gave way. He screamed, which sent chills down my spine. Then I saw him slip, lose his grip, and the board and him fell straight down to the ground. In my mind, I instantly said, Oh my goodness, we're 11 stories high. He fell, and I leaned out to see him fall and smash into the pavement with his face down toward, and he was face up actually. He was faced up towards me, and it was horrible. I watched him plunge to the earth, and it was a nightmare. The gentleman uh, that I, that, that passed away just recently, uh, uh, which is under a controversy, um, I believe was McAfee, uh, the gentleman that created the antivirus. And I believe that my dream is saying that he was going to the right, he moved to the right, He's, he was getting right with God. And he was, you know, moving towards revealing things and trying to get his life straight and, and just uh, confess things uh, that were there. Uh, I believe that. And then the building that fell, I believe that the condo that I was in was his condo. I think I was in his condo 
And I wouldn't be surprised that his condo is located on the 11th story of that building that just fell in Surfside because the rumor is he had an apartment in that same building and he had a terabyte, 31 terabyte uh, hard drive that he wanted everyone to grab and to disclose. Suddenly the building collapsed. So I not only saw him hanging out the window, but I saw the building as well. I was already 11 stories up and I had this dream. Uh, on uh, January of 2021 to show you this and this is God's way um, I just want to let you know that what's coming is God's timing could there be a rapture of the dead in Christ I don't know God didn't give me a timeline but I know that the, from the vision of the cruise ship to the dream that I had in 2011 to Psalm 33 through everything that's going on, God is revealing very explicitly that we need to be ready. If God doesn't return for the next five to ten years, we still have to be ready. We, my goodness, we just went through the most horrific biological attack by China, and which was affiliated with Anthony Fauci and uh, several other accomplices that they have to go get because it was a nightmare. We're seeing America super divided. The Republicans on one side, the Democrats on the others, and I believe that they become very communistic. They are Marxist, and there's an agenda with them and China, and that's very clear. Um, God is revealing that we are going to take back this nation, and the church is about to rise. And I want everyone to pray for me because uh, my deacon had a dream about me, and it was a warning dream. And I'm going to go forward with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'm not afraid, but I'm not, I know that, the, that they know that I'm a prophet. They, they, they have examined my podcasts. They know who I am. And um, they're, they're in fear. They know that I have the power of the living God in me. And I'm going to be bringing souls left and right. Guys, we got, we got nothing to worry. We have God on our side. We don't have to worry about nothing. But I do want you to prepare this is what I want you to do. Go get food and water, please. Non-perishable immediately. Check your toiletries immediately. Check your generators. Uh, get, get your gas ranges ready, uh, propane ready, whatever you need to do. Just get everything ready. Um, also, buy silver immediately. Immediately. Right now. And then as soon as you, if you can afford gold, do it. But it's better to get the silver and the gold. The gold to hold your money for long term. And the silver... Uh, so you can barter. Um, <clears throat> if you um, can, uh, you know, just, I'm not a financial advisor, so let me make sure I say that in disclosure. You know, this is something that you need to pray about with God. And if you're a member, you know that I'm your pastor and I'm just advising you through the spirit of the living God. Of course, I'm not a uh, financial advisor. I'm just giving you what's in my heart, what, I, what I'm doing. Um, and we're preparing through spiritual uh, closeness to God, fasting, and just seeking God's face. All right, you need to do this immediately because God is coming very soon. And, uh, you know, he was showing me dreams after dreams after dreams while he's coming. I, I had another dream about an RV that God's about to give me that have horns on it. And it, it was just amazing. I got it right in front of me. It says, the scene changed to a man either selling me an RV or giving it to me. It was beautiful, this RV, and it had horns in the front and on the sides of the RV. And I believe the RV was a mid-sized type RV. And I remember getting in the driver's seat and taking it on the highway. At first, I was moving with the traffic, so that means we were just basically... And I remember because uh, Ken Peters said that once the dead in Christ rose, it was quiet. But then the revival started slowly, slowly, and then it started exploding. So my, my RV, we started with the traffic, and then uh, suddenly uh, I was flying faster than the, the, in the, down the highways, up the highways. I was going up hills, down hills. I was grabbing the horns, and the horns are symbolic. They're not just physical horns like a horn of the cow. I believe those are trumpeting of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, uh, and eventually I, I took my RV and brought it to the front of my house. My house was gigantic, it was beautiful, it was like a mansion. It was white, it was gorgeous. The living room was what I had always dreamed of, those vaulted ceilings that I've always dreamed that my wife would have and I would have. You know, just a beautiful home all the way. 
um, and I had my RV and I drove it up there and you know God just gained all the glory and I believe it's coming to that end we have to be ready ladies and gentlemen if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior confess him now say Jesus come into my heart I believe that you died and rose again I believe that you are the Son of God write my name in the Lamb's book of life Lord God I surrender everything Please, Lord God, I want to be baptized in you, Lord God. I want to get baptized by water and by the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. God bless you. Thank you so very much for all your support. Keep your tithes and offerings coming. I'm Pastor Johnny O. The Lord bless you. Amen.